Happy Friday, listeners. Hope you're all well and ready for another big Saturday's racing. The build-up for the $5 million All-Star Mile seems to get bigger and bigger every year, and this, the third running, looks an absolute cracker. But not without its early controversies, uh, which we'll touch on later on in the podcast. But Melbourne's racing is happening at the Valley, of course, for Saturday, where they've got a heavy rain forecast for the day uh, there tomorrow in the lead-up. Uh, Adelaide, they're on the Morfordville Parks track where they'll be on a good four surface but with the possibility of a bit of rain there as well and uh, Sydney's races at Rose Hill. Um, there's been a few uh, mils of rain in the last 48 hours but Saturday looks to be a dry one for Sydney so hopefully should be on a good four or soft five at worst there at Rose Hill. We'll start with a look at a couple of the more competitive races uh, in Adelaide. Keep in mind this is being run on the Parks track where last week I think all bar one winner uh, was leading at the top of the straight. It seemed as if the horses that were leading at the top of the bend would skip away to about a three or four length advantage within a couple of seconds of turning the corner and proved too hard to chase down. Pretty well every horse um, for for the whole meeting did that and won. So keep that in mind when having a bit early and just see how the track plays out tomorrow before plunging into any, I reckon. Race two there is a benchmark 86 over the 1,000 metres with a few handy ones entered. On top, I'll take the lightly weighted number six, Alley Boom. Coming back in class for this race, Ali Boom ran okay last start up the Flemington Strait um, over 1,100 metres, but back to a more suitable 1,000 metre trip here, and I think the Parks track really suits him. Uh, he will likely be leading at the top of the straight, and he could prove very difficult to run down. He's got fitness now on side, uh, having run already a couple times this prep, And last preparation, Ali Boom actually won his races with his last two runs in the prep when already pretty fit after a few runs. So if he does the same, this preparation, I think Ali Boom has to go on top at nice odds at about six to one in race two there in a small field. In second, I will have the favourite, number one, taken off. The top weighted horse, but is in too good a form to ignore. Last three starts have all been wins. He's four from five over the 1,000 metres and six from eight on a good track. So the only thing that could undo taken off is getting too far back at the parks track. Um, you don't want to get too far back and have too much ground to make up late in the race, especially in these 1,000 metre events. Um, look for taken off to be on the outside of him and storming home late. Uh, should go really close. They're the two I'll have in a small field there in race two. Um, Race number seven is a 1,400-metre handicap race and another tough one to pick. On top, I'm taking the number 10, Sedente. She's the best horse in it for uh, form-wise over 1,400 metres. Won her last start a fortnight ago over the distance at Murray Bridge and has won a 1,400 at the Parks track before. Jason Holder is riding and will give the horse every chance. Don't worry about that. So number 10, Sedente, goes on top in race seven. In second in that race, I keep coming back to number six, Anguston, a horse that doesn't win a lot but always gives a good fight. 
Only a 12% career win rate from uh, Angerson's 22 starts, but a 50% place rating. So 11 of his 22 have uh, been placings. So it does go well very consistently. Uh, most important, he's been running good times and won a 1,400-metre race at Pakenham about a month back, which rates really well when looking at this form. So he gets a three-kilo claim, um, and Angerston should be going really close there in race seven. I'll throw one more in for the quaddy numbers in that race, and that's number one, Ausvior. A very good horse over the distance and gets the top weight of 60 kilos, but I think they'll ride Ausvior on pace out of barrier three and put him right into it, which suits very well around the parks track. Have Ausvior a great each way chance at about nine to one and one not to leave out of your quaddy numbers. All right, let's head over to Sydney's races at Rose Hill uh, for more group racing there this weekend. Race four is a group three 2,000 metre event with a lot of intrigue. There's a horse in the race with a mortgage on it, number four, Colette. This horse is going as good as any in the country at the moment, uh, beating very elegant first up um, in a 1,400 and running second to her by a nose a fortnight ago in a group one over 1,600. She's had one step out to 2,000 metres uh, in her career for one win, but that did come on a heavy track. She's unbeaten on rain-affected decks. Uh, the heavier it is, the better Colette goes. As it currently stands, the track is rated a good four, and I think they'll be praying of plenty of rain overnight um, and later this afternoon f- to enhance her chances tomorrow, seeing as only one win from seven starts for this horse on a good track. My, anyway, there, she's a dollar fifty as it stands. I expect that to be crunched in if the ra- if the track gets into the soft range, and go even shorter. But if the track stays good, expect Colette to drift a little bit and just be a little bit wary of her at those short odds if they stay and the track stays a good four. But I'll still put Colette on top. I think she's the best horse over two thousand meters in the race. Um, but just be wary of track conditions before plunging in at a dollar fifty. It's not much value there at all. In saying that, there is one, I think, far better value. Um, uh, Although might not be as sharp as Colette over the 2000. Number three, the chosen one. This horse ran second in a group one over 2,000 metres first up a month ago in New Zealand. He also ran a very nice third in the Caulfield Cup in the spring and ran fourth in the Melbourne Cup before a spell. He's a horse that keeps on surpassing expectations at each start and could prove an upset here second up. Not a bad bet for mine at 6-1 to one as the second in the market. That's number three, the chosen one. Race seven in Sydney is a group one is the group one Coolmore Classic run over 1500 for the Phillies and Mares. And well, There is some value to be had here in a 20-horse field. I can make a solid case for about 10 horses in it. Huge value to be had here, especially if you're having a quaddy. On top for mine is number 12, Tricky Gow, at big odds of about 20 to 1. She's over the odds for sure. She just keeps running a big race without winning. Her last four starts have all been seconds in group races. She's always consistent, and with a bit of luck, I think Tricky Gow can turn the tables here and win a group one in a bit of a boil over. She's uh, first and second over um, 
two tries at uh, the 1,500-metre distance. And she's won on every track rating from the good to the heavy. So a very tactically versatile horse. So it won't matter what happens with the weather. I think Tricky Gal will be right in this race up to her ears. In second, I can't look past the number 10 Rich Hips. She won first up impressively over 1,400 metres at Flemington, uh, where she hit the line bloody hard to beat Perfect Jewel. Second up here, form is solid um, for her second up. Um, it would make it three wins on the trot as well. Um, I expect her current price of 13 to 1 to be crunched in closer to the start. She's another, I think, that's been a little bit missed by the market early on. And when a mare is in winning form, I think you have to have her in your chances. Rich Hips goes in as the second pick. And in third, could have had about six others, but I will go with number six dollar, um, uh, sorry, sorry, the dollar favourite, the six dollar favourite, number nine, Forbidden Love, sorry. She is the favourite, but not a solid one at six to one. Um, uh, but she did win the Group 1 Surround Stakes first up a fortnight ago, and is pr- that's probably the best form reference for any horse in the race. She's drawn nice in barrier three, but um, we'll definitely find this a lot tougher than the win a fortnight ago. But I think you have to have her as a a chance um, with her winning the 1400 metre group one at last start. So do not leave Forbidden Love out of your calculations for that race, but she goes in as the third pick for me. Go wide in that leg if you are having a quaddy. Wouldn't be surprised to see, say, Saponiad or Madame Rouge come out uh, to win at Big Odds. A very open Group 1 race there in Sydney. But uh, Tricky Gow on top at 20 to 1. All right. Uh, one more for a quick look in Sydney, and that's Race 8, which is a Group 2 over 1,500 metres. And on top here, I'm bypassing the two favourites in the race and going for a number six, Rock. Rock's won twice at the 1500 metre distance previously and trialled very, very well last week um, where he won his trial in a group of about six horses in very good time. A first up uh, horse too, generally runs a very good race fresh and I've got a feeling Rock will win here at nice each way odds. Um, The uh, favourites, I think their form is a little bit questionable, so the number six goes on top for me. One more uh, in the race that I think you must include in your quality numbers if you're playing is number one, Mr Seawolf. It's a nine-year-old veteran who just keeps on giving. He's a good first-up horse that loves the distance, has had multiple wins in his career over the 1,500 metres, and he has won races of Group 2 level in the past. So don't leave leave Mr Seawolf out of your chances. Chris Waller will have this horse ready to go. He wouldn't enter it otherwise. And at 15 to 1, I think that's terrific value for such a good horse. Okay, that's it for Sydney. Over to Melbourne now, where we're racing at the Valley for All-Star Mile Day. We'll start there with a look at race five, which is a group two at the Cox Plate distance of 2,040 metres. And I want just one horse in this one, number one, Cherry Tortoni. 
He's a two-to-one favourite, and to be honest, I'd thought he'd be shorter than that. Um, I think he'll win and win this well. His Australian Guineas was just awesome a fortnight ago where he ran second. He probably should have won that, and his last start at the Valley um, was a win over this same distance of 2,040 metres in a Group 2. So his form stacks up massively against the rest in the race. Cherry Tortoni goes on top, head and shoulders above the rest, and I'm not giving much else a chance in the race. He goes in as the bet of the day in uh, race number five at the Valley, Cherry Tortoni. Race eight is the feature event of the day, the $5 million All-Star Mile, and just what a field entered again, and what controversy in the lead-up, with the obvious favourite, Arcadia Queen, been looking, she's been looking top-notch and too hard to beat up until about the last 12 hours, where she's pulled up mildly lame in the front leg uh, following a vet's examination, and has since been fitted with bar plates for the race. In this class, that usually spells a recipe for disaster, and I think she's the best horse in the race, but the news over the last uh, 12 hours has made me look elsewhere. Look, I wouldn't be surprised for Arcadia the Queen to come out and defy the odds, but I can't plunge into her when not 100% fit on a wet track uh, with the bar plates on. I think I might have to look elsewhere for horses that are fresher and have this set um 100% fit and ready to go. On top instead, I will put number nine, Russian Camelot. When fresh, this horse is bloody good, and now a mature four-year-old could be ready to peak. The rain works heavily in his favour, and I think he'll be backed into favouritism um, before the jump tomorrow. He's already come into $4.80. Um, Arcadia Queen can only drift from her quote. She's moved from $3 out to about $4.40. Russian Camelot's the one to beat for me. At a barrier two, he'll find a spot in the first four horses, and if he does get galloping room 300 out, well, look out. He could romp this in uh, on a soft deck and just prove a class above. In second, I have to put number 11, Probabil. She's two from two so far this prep against all of these horses, and in this race at the top level, she's been primed for this all preparation. She's... Two wins and, and a second from three goes at 1,600. A super mare in form and gets the informed Damien Lane, Damien Lane riding. She's going to be thereabouts in the finish. Don't worry about that. I don't think you'll see Probabil finish out of the top three. So definitely have her with a huge chance in it. The third pick, I'd love to still say Arcadia Queen. If she was fit and on a good track, I honestly believe she probably wins this race by three or four lengths. She's that good, but there's too much against her tomorrow. Instead, I'm going to look at number two, Behemoth, for a bit more value. So I don't think Behemoth has come back as good this prep as he was in the spring, but he's still a big, tough horse. Drawn in barrier one, I think if he can find the rail, hold his front spot and lead, you just never know, you know. He could get around that short bend at the valley and ping towards home and prove hard to catch. It's his first step out over to 1,600 metres, but again, he's another horse that's been aimed at this race as his grand final, so they'll have him fresh and ready to go for it, and he's a knockout chance for mine at about 16 to 1. I think you'll probably get 20 to 1 for him closer to the jump, and one to definitely have in your quaddy numbers if you're playing one at the valley. 
All right, there you have the All-Star Mile tips uh, with the recent news, the favourite Arcadia Queen um, being not 100%. is probably a race between Russian Camelot and Probabil for me, uh, but had Behemoth in there for a bit more value. All right, one more quick tip uh, before I leave you, and that's in race nine at the Valley, uh, the final of the day there, and it is number 10, the Billionaire. In top form, this horse, and is a front-running type, which suits, suits the short straight at the Valley, and Jamie Carr has picked the ride on the Billionaire over a few others in this race uh, that she's ridden in the past, so that's a big tick um, of confidence for me, and uh, when she's riding, she tends to get a bit more out of the horses, so the Billionaire to win the last at the Valley. Well, that's it for this week's preview. I hope you enjoyed, and as always, happy punting.